Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City, your Sunday night with Speed City. It's John Massengale sitting in the studio in Austin with my friend Les Kaiser. How are you, Mr. Kaiser? Man, I am doing awesome. It's been a uh, a busy week weekend for uh, for cars. It has, considering we don't have Formula One or IndyCar, we had plenty of other stuff going on, and I am I am really excited about what we got on the show tonight because I have some really fun nerdy motorsport stuff on top of all the racing that we're going to talk about because we're going to talk Not MotoGP. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna. Sorry, folks. I can't protect you. We're You're gonna talk own. in this in two dimensions tonight. So if you haven't gotten that upgrade on your radio, don't worry about it. We're gonna downgrade you automatically. So don't worry about it. But two dimensions less. Keep that thought in mind. Two dimensions. All right. So we're gonna talk. What the hell have we gotten into here? <laughs> Thank you. We're Thank gonna, you. He's scaring me. We're going to talk MotoGP because they had the Dutch GP at Assen. We're going to talk IMSA because I watched probably four and a half hours of the six hours. Um, maybe a little less because they were off the air for an hour because of lightning at Watkins Glen. Right. That was pretty cool seeing the old Formula One track up there. I was pretty young when that was going on, so I didn't really watch much of Formula One back in the 70s. But uh, we're going to talk a little Trans Am because Jonathan Green, you don't hear his voice tonight. He oh, is... No! <laughs> he, oh, he is up creating mayhem at Mid-Ohio, and he sent us a little clip of he and Ryan Sheehan, who's a Formula 4 racer from Austin, who had a good weekend. He finished on the podium, and I'll look up everything else he did, but he had a good weekend, and we're going to hear from those guys. There was Goodwood, and oh my gosh, there is the coolest car that I want to talk about at Goodwood. There's Pikes Peak. You got a video of that. So lots of stuff going on, and we have lots of cool discussions too. Formula I was One out and at others. Coda drilling on a 1969 Lotus F2 car yesterday. Whoa, drilling? Drooling? Oh, drill, oh drooling. lusting over it, drooling. Okay, oh, that's good. Gosh, well, it was gorgeous. Like... There were some wicked cars out there for a private event. Didn't that's get cool. to take pictures, but just take my word. Well, we when I, I was just, when I was talking about two dimensions, I'm actually being real. There's a there's some science and some technology that I was literally laying in bed about to fall asleep watching an engineering video on YouTube and 
sat up straight in the bed when this came on an engineering video and and then Lynn Laura smacked you on the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But it was it's really cool and and it's something that maybe a listener or watcher can tell me I'm crazy, but I'm really excited to talk about this and we're going to talk about it a little later in the show. All right, call in, be the first to call him crazy. That, that's right. By the way, if you ever do want to join the Sunday night show, we have lots of callers on our Formula One show, but uh, Sunday night, it's 512-643-5483. Uh, but let's start off tonight, Les. Let's start at the top. Let's start at MotoGP. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pikes Peak. It's, oh, yeah. that's true. Oh, I missed it. That would have Race been Race to perfect. the clouds. There you that go. That would have been perfect. Go well, ahead. Go with MotoGP. I, I didn't get to see it. All right. Well, MotoGP, uh, it was at Assen. And yeah. so it was the Dutch GP, and it was it was um, I mean obviously typical MotoGP race, death defying and fantastic to watch, right? But the um, the big deal. Let me bring up my notes. The big deals in in the race were uh, two crashes by your championship leader. Ouch! Yeah. Ouch! It that's, was. That's it, not the way you win them. No, it was not pretty. Turn five was pretty devastating there. Because um, there were two crashes, and one of them was was actually a really scary looking high side. Because um, uh, Fabio Quattararo, your championship leader, at turn yeah. five early on in the race, he had uh, a pretty mild looking low side crash. And but you know, your championship leader, it's a big deal. But he was actually able to get back up and get into the race. And then later in the race. I think it was uh, turn five again, but with 14 laps to go, man, he he crashed high side, and it was it was scary. You know, one of those kinds where yeah. his feet were literally pointing at the sky. So it was really really ugly. It was a savage crash for him. So, right, right. But uh, but Ducati ended up looking good after this because um, you know Francesco Magnaia he shot back into the title picture after taking a victory in Assen. So that was pretty cool. And of course, this is the last race before they're they have a long summer break, they have a five week summer break. Right. I don't right. know. Is that seems I don't remember that being feels five. long. Yeah, it seems like it's like F one typically three and a half to five. You know, I mean three and a half to four weeks depending on how the 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 races were on a, either a Saturday or whatever. But this one seems at five weeks. But it's it's a uh, long summer break. But anyway, so. Um, that was the second crash for the factory Yamaha team because Franco Morbidelli crashed with 19 to go, also at turn five. Hmm. So and Darren Bender crashed out at turn eight with oh, 18 damn. to go. Um, but um, at the very end of the race it was really exciting because Alicia Spargaro grabbed fourth place. He was in uh, sixth place, and I think maybe with like three turns to go, he. Blast on the inside of Brad Bender and Jack Miller to rescue fourth after he had some early race drama. So that was pretty cool to see that. But uh, I don't know. How much MotoGP have you been able to watch this year with all our Formula One stuff? You know, honestly, not a lot. I've been keeping busy with a lot of other things going on. But uh, I still am kind of looking at the results as they go through. And a lot of times I'll watch, uh, you know, MotoGP does a great thing. They put out the highlights of the race. You know, you can wake up tomorrow morning or probably even now and check them out on the uh, on some of those different sites. It's really nice to catch a capsule of what was going on and the highlights of the race. Well, the so. best by far is MotoGP.com. If you've got the app, man, it, as you oh, know, yeah. as you know, it is they, their uh, OTT app, as they call it these days, is one of the best, if not the best. It's really, really good. 
and you get to catch up on everything and and tons and tons of video too. But uh, but what else from the race today? Uh, those are the that's definitely the the high points. So the one thing I got to ask: what's up with Marquez? Where where is he? Is he back on a bike again? You know, he was on, he was off, he was on, he was off. He's done that in one single race, but this season. I, know, I think that's... he is actually out for a long recovery. Uh, yeah. And he came back and had some injuries. And so I haven't looked recently on it. And that's that's one of the things I'll usually check out. Well, did you see, he? speaking of him, he showed his scar. It looks like a horror movie on his shoulder. Oh, I yeah. I mean, it comes down his shoulder and just looks like, I mean, reminds me of one of those, like, super graphic shark attack right? scars. It is a scary, ugly scar and you think oh my god how did he ever get back on a bike after looking at that thing but right yeah uh but yeah i don't think no he's i don't ex, i don't know when to to expect marquez back so we'll see i mean he's had what four surgeries on his on his right arm he's got to be the, the six million dollar man plus inflation i don't know what that is anymore <laughs> that's very true but yes, uh, I don't know about Mark Marquez. I, don't, I have not followed him just like you not followed him. We've spent so much time on Formula One this year that we haven't followed MotoGP as much as I like to because I love to watch MotoGP. But, um, but yeah, Les, why don't we go ahead and talk a little Pike's Peak? Uh, because Pikes I watched Peak. MotoGP, but I didn't get to see much. I didn't really see any now that I think about it. I was watching Goodwood. Oh, Goodwood's great. Still on my bucket list to go to Goodwood. Also on to Pike's Peak, I'd considered trying to get up there this year, but uh, that didn't work out. There's a couple of really cool stories. So uh, you may not have heard of Unplugged Performance, but with a name like that around motorsports, you might have an idea what it is. <laughs> Unplugged Performance is this extremely uh, high-performance-driven company that focuses on making your Tesla fast. Or faster if it's a plaid. Well, wait a minute. Unplugged. I thought that would that they didn't like electric vehicles. I don't know. <laughs> but I tell you what, it's pretty wicked. So they have taken a uh, Tesla plaid and just totally modified it. They've done it with the Model S plaid. It is incredibly fast. They took it out to Laguna Seca as their shakedown. And apparently beat like several really high-end, notable, recognizable cars by like three and four seconds. And so uh, that's been something else just to see how they're doing that. But they were headed to Pikes Peak this year. And that's going to be something that was Randy Probst uh, racing it. I believe overall in the entire field, I think he wound up 19th. Wow. And so realize, folks, that when we're talking... Pikes Peak, and, and when you wind up 19th overall, I mean, there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cars that are there. These are cars that are purpose-built, you know, some will call them one-trick ponies, that that's just about what they are, because the elevation change going up to 14,000 feet from 8,000 is uh, just a crazy thing to deal with, even with all the computer technology. But this being a Tesla, the altitude really didn't come into effect with that. And so uh, I'm anxious to see some runs of this car, see how it turned out. I saw a story. This was literally a headline I saw, and it said, stock 911 Turbo uh, runs two seconds faster than this crazy modified Tesla. Maybe the one you're talking about. The, the modified Tesla that I saw looked like it had a front porch of a front splitter. Yeah. I mean, it was literally, it looked like it Downforce, was about baby. 30 inches sticking out <laughs> from the front of the car. I was like, 
I have a hard time getting in my driveway. <laughs> imagine <laughs> with with my low car. I can't imagine that. But yeah, they said a factory bone stock with, a be, I guess, race tires, a factory 911. A fa- isn't the 911 Turbo the only car that can run with a plaid? I mean, a, a, it a brand like new it. one. Yeah, I think it seems like it. Like a sub two second or right around two second flat. But anyway. Yeah, so the next one to talk about was the overall winner. Robin Shute has been doing fantastic out there. He's in a 2018 Wolf, uh, which is a, you know, purpose built open wheel kind of thing. And it's, it's all crazy the way it is, but, uh, he climbed all the way up 10 minutes, nine and a half seconds. Wow. And that is hauling. Okay. It's just incredible what, uh, what this car was able to do. There's a great video. Thanks for putting that up there. And, uh, couple of different videos out there one of them is a ride along and you can see as he goes through the clouds truly you know in that kind of elevation you're dealing with the cloud and going in and out of clouds or at that moment you might think it's fog but it's a cloud and uh how <laughs> what's the difference just the altitude yeah yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it is just a crazy wicked ride along video definitely check that out with robin shoot and congrats mm. Uh, we have a watcher on YouTube, Mike Bowles. He's a regular. Hey, Mike. Uh, and he brought up one of the stories that I had in my doc to talk about uh, this evening, and that's Robert Wickens' first race yeah, win buddy. since his crash. How amazing was that to watch? I mean, I, I, I that's such a feel-good story. Mike was like, hey, is that our top story? He popped that right in as we started. And, Sounds good. And, and it definitely is worthy of that consideration because – I mean, that devastating injury, spinal injury. I mean, say that, and and uh, I mean, and, and it makes you think about the different motorsports that could have hand controls. You know, we've seen that right. on and off, right. but that was that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, the hand controls are really interesting, uh, and where you find them applied and things like that. Just by chance, this morning I was running over to the, one of the shops, and uh, there's a guy here in Austin who I've met. Really friendly guy. You can't miss him. Once you see him, you're going to pick him out. He's riding one of those Earl sidecar motorcycles because he only has one arm. But in his sidecars, his little uh, canine buddy that rides along with him, usually with the old uh, pilot goggles on. But he operates everything with one hand and his feet. And uh, the Earl plays into that real real well, the way the throttle and and everything is played out on that. But you're right. It's I love that, you know, I saw that this morning right after hearing about Wickens. And so uh, I love what's happening for our mobility challenged buddies out here and uh, yeah, in the he street the, and the race. Wickens won the TCR class in the Mission Pilot Challenge uh, for Brian Hurdum Autosport. And his last race victory was the, at the Nürburgring for Mercedes and DTM back in 2017. So, but yeah, that was... Uh, Apparently he does have some feeling in his legs and can, you know, he can stand like using a, a, a brace or frame or whatever, but yeah, that was really, really emotional and very cool to see in our sport, you know, after watching what he's gone through. All right, guys, let's, let's uh, get a quick break squeezed in. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue to break down the weekend and eventually I'll get to my formula one, two dimensional story. Listen to speed city live from Austin back after this.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 U.S. Championship, VRD also has programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the Road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. If you want to join the team, go drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Talk 13.7, the right choice. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right. I hope you had the time of your life. Hi, this is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Thank you, Mr. Verstappen. I saw a uh, headline today. It's like... Somebody, a, a pretty decent-sized news outlet's predicting that Max will have it all wrapped up with more than three races to go. I was like, ooh, that's pretty bold stuff considering how much uh, we've seen this year, including a DNF in the last race for Sergio mm, Perez. So yeah. we'll see how all that Won't goes Won't make out. any friends that way. All right, guys. Uh, we are going to talk a lot more Formula One. We're going to talk uh, my technology uh, brainstorm epiphany that I had. I want you guys to tell me if I'm crazy or not. And then we're going to talk... We're talking a little about the driver market because we've had some news this week. There's been lots of things going on, lots of discussion, some very interesting discussion about the driver market in Formula One that we're going to talk about. But um, right now, I want to talk about something that just happened today, and that was at uh, at Mid Ohio there was the Formula Regionals, which is the regional Formula Three, 
and Formula Four and Trans Am, and that's where Jonathan was doing all the uh, calling, all the, calling, <laughs> calling all of those races. And uh, Ryan Sheehan actually is a F4 racer. He's only he just turned 17. He's from right here in Austin, and we've watched him grow, and uh, and he's now racing in the Formula Four series. And so we have a clip from Jonathan and Ryan. We'll hear from them now. Well, thanks, John, and the rest of you at Speed City. Tonight's show, we are delighted to be joined by one of our own. Austin, Texas is Ryan Sheehan here at Mid-Ohio. We've been talking and watching some great racing throughout the weekend. Uh, I was here for the SVRA Trans Am weekend as well as FR and F4. Ryan, of course, has been racing, uh, but racing to some good effect too, chasing hard on the championship in his second season. Um, Ryan, tell us about your weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, we had some pretty good results here. Uh, a P2 in race one, um, some unfortunate uh, damage in race two, got a puncture, um, but then brought it back for race three uh, with a P3. So two podiums. Uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, it's a good haul of points. And you're in contention for this championship now. Yeah, absolutely. We're only halfway through the year, and if we can keep this performance up, we can, uh, we can claw our way back up. The good news is I was really impressed, and I think you should make uh, notice of this. You had a damaged wing. I don't know how it happened in, in, in race three, but you had a damaged wing throughout most of the race, but still managed to hold off the pack. Yeah, it was just um, finding where we could make up time. What happened? Uh, just light contact. Okay. Tried to go for a move. Door got closed. <laughs> uh, you know, it's racing. Uh, but yeah, just trying to feel out the car, feel where we were losing, where we could still push. Um, and just trying to maximize the, the damage. And tell the fans in Austin where you're headed next and when we can see you, which will be, I presume, at the Circle of the Americas. Yeah, we're going to uh, New Jersey Motorsports Park next at the end of July. That's our next uh, F4 race. And then we come to COTA uh, in the middle of September for a USF Juniors race. And then at the beginning of November for uh, the official F4 US race. Okay, and if you can get in the top three, let's say, in F4, will you have a chance now of progressing to FR like we've seen many of the other great champions like Dakota Dickerson, uh, like Lundquist and, and many others before them, and obviously Kyle Kirkwood before him? Yeah, that's my goal for next year. Um, so obviously we want to perform to prove that we should be there and to, uh, to show that we can, we can race at the front up there. Too. Well, listen, we're delighted to see your progress. Great to see you in action and also doing the business for, for Austin uh, and for your home of Texas. Uh, we'll see you at Coda. Uh, come and join us on the F1 show anytime you like. We'll be following F1 throughout the season, but thanks for joining us. And quick shout out to where they can find you on social. Yeah, at Ryan Sheehan uh, Official or Ryan Sheehan Race on pretty much anything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, and RyanSheehan.com is our website. Um, so go check them out. All right, John, finally we found one. We found an Austin driver going on the way and going all the way for the top. Let's see if he can do it. Back to you guys. That's ph pretty cool to have a, a yeah, driver buddy. from Austin. He's, he's a good kid, too. He's been fun to watch. So we will definitely keep track. We always have followed the young drivers. It's something we've done, I mean, for years and years. We've, I mean, uh, Jonathan caught up with Lando Norris back in the day, Lance Stroll when oh, he yeah. was still a kid. Uh, many, many more. Alexander really. Rossi. Well, guy. Rossi, Ale yeah. Alexander Rossi from the day we started the show, he was still pretty young, 18 maybe, yeah. 17, 18. Playing around in the background of Caterham. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. I do want to talk about Watkins Glen because IMSA was racing there. And um, 
let's see. I, I spent so much of my time watching my son's team. I was going to say, <laughs> you got a personal connection. The Inception Racing Team, and they had a, they are leading the um, Michelin Endurance Cup, which is like a sub-series within the series, and they're now leading that because they have done, they did well at Daytona. They were leading at the halfway, and they're also leading halfway point today. So anyway, they're doing good, but... Um, but Wayne Taylor Racing took the overall, uh, given an accurate another one-two finish. Felipe, Al- Felipe Albuquerque passed the number sixty uh, Myershank Racing Acura on the restart with twenty-one minutes to go and held him off for a good shootout in the DPI. So it was good racing today. Had that lightning. Uh, there was about ninety minutes to go, and there was a lightning delay. And I thought we may not even get a restart because. They do 30-minute increments, you know, when they have lightning, mm-hmm. you have to wait 30 minutes. Yep. And they, so they, I guess they must have had two. Yeah, and we... so it was an hour delay, and they only had, uh, when they finally, green flag dropped on after, you know, get the cars on track, and there was like 21 minutes left. Oh, man. Yeah, they, there's a lot of technology around that, and by for good reason. Uh, you've got a lot of folks out there trackside, you know, on the team and off the team spectators. Absolutely. You know, it's a, the first thing I thought of was the guys up on those camera stands. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there was a there was a big wreck, and he, the the guy literally, it wasn't horrible, but uh, it was a Lamborghini, and it li- ripped the entire front of it off. But he slid right up to the driver's cage, and the guy with the camera, you could you couldn't see could him look but, in, <laughs> but but you could see him, you could just feel him trying to tilt the camera because he couldn't go any lower, and he couldn't quite get as far down as he oh, wanted man. to. But um, there was a crazy one of the, I guess it was LMP three cars or two cars one of these one of those with a i think it was i think it must have been a v8 one of the v8 like the nissans or whatever he had a catastrophic engine failure and instantly turned into a giant fogging machine and was dumping smoke out both sides of that car like you've never seen and you know thought oh you're going no big deal but they showed the windscreen they showed a onboard camera of a car that went through it he went through the the fog. Oh no! And his and his windshield was covered in in oil droplets. That's how bad that was. I mean, and he was, you know, at least a couple hundred feet behind him. And that's how much. So it literally misted a giant section of the track. So they had to get out the kitty litter and the jet dryer. But I thought about how much damage, how much havoc that could wreak with any car that went through that cloud. Think about all right. of the, every single radiator, whether it's the engine radiator, the transmission cooler, the diff cooler, or however many radiators you've got on some of those race cars, yeah, they all yeah. got filled with oil. And oh, man, that's, yeah. It's like a disaster, really. So anyway, that was, uh, but yeah, that was that was fun to watch. The um, What about the new Cadillac DPI? I, I was, I want to Google that image. Have you seen the image of that? I have not, but uh, the technology they were talking about with this one, how much more advanced, how many state, it's not just a redressed previous year car. Uh, I'm really, you know, longing for the day we get the endurance races back to Coda. I know that, I know that's a lot of desire for a lot of folks, but, uh, oh man, what they're doing with smaller engines, getting bigger horsepower, bigger power, you know, hybrids, all of that is just going through the roof and uh, amazingly so. Mm. Well, I found an image of this Cadillac. I'm going to send it to Casey, the producer, see if he can throw it up too. But um, uh, Casey, I just emailed it to you. Sorry. Uh, but Les, take a look at this. Lean over and take a look at this bad boy. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That, that thing is incredible. And just the, the look of it, I mean, I haven't even read about any new technology, but how cool is that? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I want that for the street. Yeah, look at the back of it. It's got a, a definitely a Batmobile-ish right? feel to it in the back. And oh, that's yeah. a perfect segue. Yes. Because Here there was go. a car at Girdler. You know, this is not this is not no, the, no. the technology. Okay, not that one. Okay. No, there was a car at Goodwood today, and it was called the McMurtry. Let me get down to that. The and McMurtry Spurling, and this is it's an electric, which you know in racing I, I you know I'm not the biggest fan of, but we all love the acceleration it provides. And there's a video that hopefully Casey can find in there that uh, that we can show the, the folks on YouTube. But, wow, um, that is cool looking. But this Talk car, about Batman. Yeah, but look how tiny it is, how short wheelbase and narrow it is. And they had it all in centimeters and meters and everything. So I didn't quite, I didn't do the math. But anyway, this car ha- has a couple of technologies. It has, uh, first of all, it's electric, so it's crazy fast off the line, right? right. But it also has fan. It's a fan car, and it has a really cool, high tech looking. You know, we think of the fan cars with a big exhaust out the back back in the right. back in the Formula One days before they banned it. Oh, I'm thinking of Jim Hall, Mister. You know, well, yeah, Texan. Jim Hall, of Come course. On now. <laughs> but uh, but it also has active suspension. So they're saying the thing is well over three Gs laterally. <laughs> but and then you add the acceleration that it has. So in Goodwood. They destroyed the the timed. What's the timed? Um, wow! Look at that. Yeah, the timed shootout. That, looks, that almost it, looks like a with, toy or a, a you know some kind of computer generated something. You need to watch it and listen to that video because it has a better sound than a most electric. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> anyway, but just you can hear the traction. You can hear the. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can, but you can also hear the 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 uh, wheels. Gripping, trying to go around those corners of Goodwood between the uh, the ancient brick stone walls, you know. Oh yeah, it was really really cool. So that was a really <laughs> that was something fun to watch at uh, at Goodwood. So, all right, guys, we're up against another break. Let's get that out of the way real quick, and when we come back, we'll talk Formula One and some new technology that I'm going to propose they use. Back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstott Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no... Uh, no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer. But, Jonathan, you know why? What makes it so special, the water and the recipe? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys have done their research and do it right, and they've even imported the right water to do it right. I mean, it, it, I tell you, this Allstad beer, fantastic. And I'm, uh, you know, most Europeans are snobs about their beer, uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. That song always gets us dancing in the studio. I wonder if Gene would dance to it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not Gene, I'm Gunther. <laughs> you, knew, you knew Casey had that queued up. All right. Wait a minute, did you hear was, who was uh, talking about becoming an F1 driver? Yes, your girlfriend. My my wow! I'm way out of my league. <laughs> well, Lindsey Vaughn, yeah, yeah. Somebody Lindsay made some Vaughn coming by American Skier. Hey, Lindsey. Hey, how are you? <laughs> see, I told you, your girlfriend. Good to see you, Lindsey. Thanks. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Call me. <laughs> I lost your number. <laughs> Recently Never had on the market. <laughs> Recently renewed. <laughs> hey, so the uh, no the so the funny thing is, and it's rather tongue in cheek to me because she was talking about doing something else after her skiing career has come to an end. And I think it was somewhat joking, but 
then again, I don't know. I mean, she's certainly capable of doing a lot of things, but I don't think she's capable of sitting in an F1 car and being competitive. Well, yeah, it, it was funny. She was, she said it like, well, we had a text trail going yeah. between the guys <laughs> and somebody sent that. And I was like, why did they, why, who sent that and why? And I was, and then I read it and I was like, I think it was Varsha who sent it. Yeah, it was And Varsha. then I read it and it said, I was going to become a Formula One driver. I was like, oh, just step out of skis and yeah. you know, start driving Formula One. <laughs> Why didn't I think of doing that? Yeah. <laughs> My last career change. <laughs> I was like, does she know that most Formula One drivers start yeah. in karting at age three yeah, and three a half? Three or four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah, good to hear uh, from you. Anyway, uh, let's talk some Formula One. Um, Les, you guys, some of your stories actually coincide with mine. Well, go just, for it. Just, Lead just the dance. Here but, we go. All right. So, um, I want to start with the driver market because mm. this week we had some news, right? And, um, and, and it's not just, you know, every year it can get more and more complex as the dominoes fall, right? And so this week, um, we had the news that Gasly, is signed a new contract, right? Right. And we all, you know, we're talking about where is he going to end up? And of course, really the dominoes, the 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 whole equation started when Checo signed his new contract. That mm -hmm. was probably the big thing. But um, but I was just thinking about it from all the way down the line because we've heard talk about Ricardo and the things that Zach Brown has said. But but just to wrap up Gasly, he's formally confirmed for AlphaTauri for the 2023 season. Yep. Um Checo signed a two-year contract with Red Bull, yep. but the, the next thing that probably happened was Ricardo, because that, that came to surface because Zach Brown started talking about Ricardo and saying it's not guaranteed that he's going to come back. But if you go back and look at what Zach Brown said, you immediately, when you hear him say that, you think, oh, he's just trying to pressure Ricardo to get his act together and start doing better, which he has finished ahead of his teammate yeah. Lando Norris the last couple of weeks. But... What Brown said, he said, what Zach Brown said, he said, it's what Ricardo wants to do, making it sound like Ricardo has the option, not McLaren in the contract. Right. So I thought that was, I just hadn't, I hadn't heard anybody talking about that aspect of that part of that. Well, equation. I also saw something and I don't, I don't know how reliable source was, but the short version was Ricardo has the option to stick with a McLaren team, a McLaren team. Like not F one, does he want to go play endurance? Does he want to go run Lamar? What's Indy he car? Yeah, yeah, in uh, whatever. And so uh, you know, that's also an option if well, he decides he doesn't want that regimen of F one. Yep. And um, now, of course, I you know I don't see Ricardo playing that card yet. I think that's way too premature to talk I about agree. that. But what I thought I started thinking about this, and I thought I realized Ricardo has not been out there bashing McLaren at all. No. And in fact, he's actually said the opposite. He's going, look, I want this to work. So I think that I, I think that will probably not change. If I had to if you if I had to make a call right now, I'd say that probably wouldn't change. But you know, he definitely was not doing well and has only done a little bit better recently. So and he got lucky that Lando had that horrific pit stop in the last race is the only reason he finished ahead of Lando or the primary reason he finished ahead of Lando. So but if he were to leave, that would clearly be the hottest seat in Formula One if he were to leave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, next I want to talk about Sebastian Vettel, right? You know, he started mm -hmm. really bad this year. He started poorly. He's mm -hmm. he's done better lately. He missed a couple of races at the beginning of the season with COVID. 
crashed in Australia coming right out of all that, right. which you kind of kind of get that, right? You Oh yeah. You know, you think about anybody at the highest level of any sport, any motor racing, any series, anything, you're at the very highest level and you and you miss a, you know, two two of your events, you're going to come out pretty poor. So he didn't he had that crash, uh but recently finished 8th at Imola, 10th at Monaco and he <laughs> He barely missed points in Miami. Uh, I think it was Schumacher crashed, crashed him out there. Um, and, you know, now that Aston, they did a big aero upgrade. The cars look faster. They did a huge aero upgrade actually in Spain, and that's starting to produce results. Well, so, well I'm going to counter that a little bit because yeah. apparently yesterday, Lance Stroll, or actually it came out today from Adam Cooper on Motorsport, always a great guy to follow. He's reporting that Stroll is still lacking confidence in his Aston Martin. That okay. it just does not feel right, and he's not comfortable pushing it. And so, you know, I find that interesting because, to me, he's really at risk. He's been getting shown up by Sebastian Vettel lately, and I think uh, I think he better get serious. He's had some ugly offs, and... Uh, yeah, uh, he he had a but he finished in the points last well. week. Though, yeah, he too. keeps going well, yeah. and then he, you know, it, it's very cyclical with him in the way he's working with that. So. What did he finish tenth? I don't have it out, but I think it was tenth last yeah, week. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, I mean, look, he does have the ace in the hole, the Dad. stroll hole. Yeah, so he does have that. So he could, you know, we don't we don't really know if Lawrence Stroll would actually, you know, fire his kid, fire his kid. So we we shall see, but. Uh, He's but, spending money. At least well, he gets something of, out of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It could be worse. Uh, but uh, what do you think about Vettel, though? I mean, do you think as far as next year? I'm just I'm thinking of this driver market in the context of 2023. I think Vettel is now contributing well to the team, and I think that's a reflection of his intention. I think he'll, we'll see him again next year. I think he'll be fine uh, hopefully we'll see Aston Martin continue to improve and him really show well. I think he wants to end his career in a better place, uh, you know, on the, uh, in the standings than he is now. That's probably not a bad idea. Um, next on my list, Fernando Alonso, who turns 41 in a few weeks. And to me, he looks better than he has in the last couple of years. I mean, absolutely. That, that rain qualifying second was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, that was just magical watching him make that car do what it did in the rain. I I mean, he he definitely looks better now than before his uh break, a little time away from F1. Uh everything about him. You listen just listen to him and look at him and think back to what he was like 4 years ago and just uh head down, you know, just almost checked out at times, you know out in the lounge chair out yeah. <laughs> after the car expired, um, things like that. I really see him, you know, up on his toes, feeling good in a positive mindset, which I think quite honestly is reflective of what his car is doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. I never saw him where I thought he was like, like never did I see him, but that I thought he lost confidence. Now, did I, did he look like, uh, you know, am I ever going to get back in Formula One? Is it going to be worth where, when, if I do, where I land? Right. But I never, I don't remember ever seeing him lose confidence. You know, when he came to the Indy 500 and when he came, I, I just, he never, ever sounded like he had lost an inkling of confidence. Now, no, no. It, 
I'll say he might have run his course in F1, but he wasn't done. Yeah. So when you talk Fernando and you talk Alpine, you got to talk about the other two parts of that equation. Ocon is under contract to, through 2024, right? But the hottest, youngest name, hottest young driver uh, coming up through Formula One right now is Oscar Piastri, who won, let's see, he won Formula Two. He's a reigning Formula Two champion, right? He also won Formula Three, Formula Renault, the Euro Cup champion. Uh, and he's also, he, and he's got a, his resume is phenomenal, right? And he is the hottest young name and would surely be on any team's list, right? Well, he is a, you know, he is an Alpine, you know, product basically under their, uh, yeah. under their corporate contracts, right? So we don't know what's, you know, you, I guarantee you when they were thinking that, they're thinking, you know, if Alonzo retires, he is about to be 41 years old. But Alonzo said he wants to be racing for two or three more years. And I could see that right now. I don't see his skills waning at all. So that becomes a very interesting part of that discussion. So, so if you're not familiar with Oscar Piastri, yes, that's his racing pedigree. He's about 21 years old. He's an Aussie. Uh, he is well thought of in the paddock and quite honestly we we can talk about it a little more than we did before in april he was here at the circle circuit of the americas uh doing some of his driver points requirements mm -hmm. That's uh, right. they've got to be watched they've got to perform they've got to do all these different things and one of the obsolete cars uh he was out here i remember it was a tuesday night and some of the bicycle crowd that goes out and runs bicycles on coda was there and Nobody knew what that was, and that's that uh, they quickly closed the garage doors around it. <laughs> but it was Oscar Piatri out here doing uh, some of the test drives and some of the time in the seat that he was doing with the Alpine uh, Alpine F1 team. Uh, like I said, again in a um, twenty twenty one A five twenty one car. Yeah, yeah, which they have to. They can't have the new cars. Right. Yep, and so that will be very interesting. The rumors of him right now, strong rumors of him of 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 a temporary move to Williams because what did I say a while ago about Sebastian Vettel sitting out two races? Well, can you imagine Piastri sitting out two seasons? Right. Right. Uh, you know, going from F2, what's he been doing uh, other than, uh, then, and then doing test, you know, test duties for right. Williams. I don't know what else he's been doing, but, but if he sat out two full seasons, if he didn't race next year, if I were the, to own that asset, that's the last thing I would want. And Williams would be the perfect place again, right? Because you're really not competing with yourself if you put him in a Williams, at least, you know, the car that we see today. So you're not going to compete against yourself. And also Williams has this track record of, of kind of taking a driver on loan like this and being okay with the way that process works. I mean, look, if you're at the back of the grid like Williams is mm – -hmm. At least when you you had you Russell, don't get any further back. <laughs> well, my point is that when you had George Russell, you had there was something to talk about at least, right? Mister right. Saturday and all that. So if you were to get Piastri next year, you'd have something going, something positive happening in your team. So yeah. that that would work. All right. So my last driver, and then we got to go to break because we're this segment's running long. My last driver that I have on my list, and I I started building this a week ago before mm. this driver had a pretty good week. And that's Lewis Hamilton. And you're thinking, wait, what? Lewis Hamilton in the silly season? Because I started when I started this, it was before he had a pretty good race last week. Right. And I was thinking, if Mercedes continues to struggle, because 
I still say Mercedes right now reminds me of Haas of two or three years ago when Haas had to just basically start over and yeah. and take the car from last year and just start from scratch again. Yep. I feel like that's the way that Mercedes has been. They have not been able to get it figured out. And, and in fact, George Russell even said it. He said uh, something like, we're struggling every single week. In fact, I tweeted that from our account. Let me see if I can get that quote. But, but the, the, really what I'm getting at is, um, is the fact that – actually, I'm confusing that with Max Verstappen. Anyway, so Lewis Hamilton. What if Mercedes got to the end of the season, they hadn't figured it out, and they didn't have a lot of hope for figuring it out next year? Could Hamilton walk away? It's a possibility, right? Yeah. He's, Stranger you know, things He's have got happened. this movie project he's working on. That's with, right. Uh, what, Brad Pitt, I think it was, and uh, yep. music and all kinds of things. So if the Mercedes seat opened up, that might trump the McLaren seat that I was talking about earlier. Okay. So that's well. my driver market for 2023 kind of breakdown for the time being. And, and now we have to go to a break. But when we come back, we're going to go into the second dimension. Ooh, and we're going to talk about some Formula One technology that I want to propose. You're listening to Speed City back after this. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you leave the Circuit of the Americas today, you need to go check out our friends at Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery, just 40 minutes west of Weird in the beautiful Spicewood, Texas. They produce a wide variety of unique, award-winning spirits, including bourbon, whiskeys, gin, vodka, and rums. They're kid and dog-friendly with yard games and Crego's Pizza and Wings on-site every weekend. Enjoy a full bar, tasting room, bottle purchases, and live music when you visit the ranch. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and always ask for Iron Wolf at your favorite bars and liquor stores across Texas. Iron Wolf Ranch and Distillery. Bold Spirits, Texas Attitude. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP-inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi guys, this is Craig Astley and you're listening to Speed City. You're listening to Speed City F1 on Sirius XM. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into the second dimension. We're going to talk about a, a material 
that is only two-dimensional and you're going that we can use in Formula One I've got you completely stumped okay if you're a, an engineering geek like me I've been hearing about this this material called graphene for years and years and years and graphene is essentially the same material that's in it's it's carbon but it's basically the same material that's in a, a pencil lead and graphene was discovered get this this makes the story even weirder it was discovered by some some uh, scientists or engineers that were that they used scotch tape and pulled uh, they put scotch tape on this carbon and they pulled it off and there was a layer that was literally one dimension it's one atom thick but graphene if you studied it it's crazy strong it's crazy conductive it's like one of the maybe the best conductor of electricity ever it's stronger than steel as everybody likes to say carbon fiber whatever else but it's this crazy material that when it was discovered like 20 years ago everybody said this is going to change the world and everything's you know it, it was like nuclear uh, uh fusion it was like every, it's going to change the world it's going to solve all our energy problems well this was going to help solve energy problems so I was watching this engineering video, and they talked about how graphene is now being used in, in supercapacitors or ultracapacitors. Mm. We all know what capacitors are, all right? They, they're kind of like a battery. And the difference between a capacitor and a battery is that capacitors store electricity, not chemically like a battery. Right. If you think about a battery, it has to convert from chemical to electrical energy. Well, a capacitor stores it in electricity is actually static electricity. Yep. So, and capacitors are made up of lots and lots of thin membranes of metal sheets, and typically they're aluminum. Well, if you think about a thin piece of aluminum versus a thin piece of graphene, which is one atom thin, you can get literally thousands times more sheets inside of a supercapacitor, ultracapacitor. And so what that does is provide the, it takes the capacitor to another level. And so if you think about what a capacitor does, it is instantaneous disbursement of electricity, right? Like if you think about a Formula One car or a Tesla, like let's say a Tesla Plaid or a P100, they talk about how you have to put in a certain mode and it blasts and you have to have the biggest battery to get the fastest. Right. But a capacitor can store a massive amount of energy, but it doesn't have the depth of energy, let's call it, of a big 100-kilowatt Tesla battery. Mm -hmm. So you could in, so this would be perfect for racing. So when you go into a corner right now in a Formula One car using the, the curve system, you, stunt, you stomp the brakes, and you absorb as much energy as you can into the battery. But the, think of it this way. A battery has a, has a small spigot. You can only put so much energy at a time. Right. But in a, if you were to use a supercapacitor that had graphene, you could literally stomp the brakes. And instead of using – right now, I don't know what the percentage is. I would guess that it's still you know, 80% using the standard brake technology that we've had for years and a little bit – you know, maybe 20% storing from the Kerr system. What if you were able to store – the other way around, 80%, let's say you could store 80% of that energy from stomping on the brakes at 220 miles an hour in a, you know, 1,300-pound car, 
that amount of energy, think about how much energy that is. If you could store yeah. all of it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> think if you could store that in a matter of what? A second or two in a braking uh, moment in Formula One. And then right now, the same thing coming out, that electricity coming out, right? So right now you have to have a big giant battery. Well, Formula One cars don't have a big giant battery. So there's only so much of that. You know, we love seeing the, the new cars come out of a corner, right? They have so much torque because of the, the hybrid system, right? Well, imagine that if you'd have double, triple, quadruple amount of that, that amount of energy plus lightweight because capacitors are very lightweight. Now, they're, they're not going to provide down the straightaway power. That's where your battery comes in. But if you were to have some hybrid, <laughs> Mike Bowles just commented on YouTube. He said, my head hurts. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Okay, Mike, I get I'm, I'm going to post some uh, YouTube videos. This one that I watched, it's actually really, really good. It's only like a 10-minute video. But, um, but he talked in this video, he talked about how buses in China use this right now. So they have the little rails up top where they go mm -hmm. because you think about what a bus does a bus doesn't run around town all the time at top speed right they go stop to stop to stop so think about the 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 physics equation of a bus going 20 miles an hour but it weighs you know twenty thousand pounds it's probably maybe even more energy than a formula one car all the different speed differentials but the point of all that is is that you could harness all of that energy that you use in braking in a formula one car instantly in a second or two, you know, if you were to calculate it into joules or whatever level, whatever energy uh, measurement you want to use. But that I just think that would be a really cool, and I bet you dollars to donuts that we will hear about supercapacitors slash ultracapacitors in Formula One before you know it. And I, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> and I literally sat up in bed uh, thinking that, wow, this is really cool. So, Well, thank you, Dr. Emmett Brown. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy. I like that. Uh, but I got a couple more stats here. Let me think. What of course they? you do. Um, it's a spreadsheet. I see it over there. Uh, it's actually not a spreadsheet. Um, Database. I think actually, I, I, oh, it's it's <laughs> not only uh, two-dimensional, but it's the thinnest compound known to man at one atom thick. Graphene is. Women, too? Yes. <laughs> known to man Just and women. <laughs> trying to keep the playing field level. Okay. Now that I've eaten up all but about three minutes left, I, I know, Les, that you want to talk about Coda. They had uh, Cars and Coffee back for the first cars time. Cars and Coffee. After, huge. That's, huge, huge that's because attendance. it's the first one back Everybody's, after COVID. Yeah. Right? Everybody was so getting out there. You know, I, I had every intention of being there, but I didn't get to make it. Uh, seeing some pictures. Yeah. Oh, man. Keep sharing those pictures. Some wicked cars out there. And, uh, you know, I was out at Coda yesterday for a private event. It was uh, a lot of fun. And by all means, uh, I was hosting a family during this event. Uh, sometimes we forget how great this facility is. Yeah. Quite honestly. I, know. I, I mean, yeah. Incredible world-class. But yeah. uh, if you haven't been here, or even if you have, if you have plans or if you don't have plans to be here for this year's Formula One race, there's something you got to check out. Check out the new travel packages <gasps> that Coda has released. You can find them off the circuit.com. And these are that can combine your hotel stay, your transportation in the community, uh, includes hospitality lounges, downtown, uh, concierge service. You know, if you already have your tickets, you can still get this. Or if you need tickets, you, they can accommodate that as well. So check it out. There are a lot of different uh 
budget available. I saw available. it. It was very cool. Yeah, a lot, lot of different levels, right? Yeah. You can start off at uh, you know, a little bit more than 500 bucks a person plus your tickets. Uh, and so, yeah, just get it. I mean, that is something that's really great. That's four nights of stay in one of the Austin hotels. And so, and your your travels back and forth, things like that. So just realize that, uh, you know, if you're coming in, you don't want to deal with paying for parking out there and the hassle to, uh, that comes along with all of that. Um, let somebody else drive, really get into, uh, into the spirit of things. Like I said, starting around 500 bucks and they go That's way cool. up from there. Hey, I want to mention Paul Bryan. He loves to tweet at us. He tweeted a really good story about Lola, the name, the car builder name resurrected. Isn't that cool? You got to look into this. It was brand new. A guy, uh, I think it's a, let's see, I forgot his name. Till Beckenslammer. I can't even say it. Anyway, some crazy name. But isn't that great to see Lola name back? And I'm, thank you, Paul, because that was a good story. I wanted to talk more about it. I had another science story that I wanted to talk about. We have no time. We're out of time. I want to talk about. Imagine that. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, e-fuels and Formula One fuels because I think that's going to be big, too. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Don't forget, we have our Formula One coverage every Formula One Grand Prix weekend on national radio. And you can go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, to find out how to watch and listen to that. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jonathan Green and Ryan Sheehan. We'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Ciao, y'all. 1.21 gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.